Cheers, y'all. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program known as Smokin' and Toastin'. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth uh, by B.B. Italia on Memorial in Houston and B.B. Lemon on Washington Ave and new B.B. Ventures coming soon. I did read in the paper this week about, uh, about Annie. Uh, you know the group that right. owns B and B is is uh, taking over Annie, reopening it with the original chef, but they've made some adjustments to the whole thing. And you know that was Annie was the first restaurant in Houston, I think, to win the James Beard Award, which is kind of like the that's sort of like an Oscar for a restaurant right, right. So uh, so anyway, yeah, kind of a cool thing. Those guys are uh, are are doing it, and we are proud to be associated with them. This is smoking and toasting. It's show number one hundred and fifty six. And this whole show was supposed to have happened a week ago. But for yeah. the first time ever, we got rained out. We got rained out. It was pretty weird. I was uh, You had made it to I Casa, was over Casa, Casa de, de Monte Cristo. Cristo. Yeah, I was about were, to light my cigar. Yeah, and, and I was on the way. I was driving um, uh, from downtown uh, through uh, Memorial Drive. As people mm-hmm. who know Houston know, it's a beautiful drive. I love that that's my path. But... When flash floods are about, that's not yeah. where you want to be. It's not where you want to be. And I was <laughs> no. about, I was about halfway here. I was coming in early. I was about halfway here, but I had to be on a conference call. I was trying to get here so I could take the conference call, and then I'd be done with that, and it'd be time to do the show. And uh, so I pulled over. <clears throat> it was raining like crazy; could barely see in front of me. Pulled over in front of a, uh, like in front of a gas station, that so I could be underneath the the overhang, so the rain's not hitting my car because I knew I was going to have to take the conference call in my car. So I'm trying to deal with the conference call, and then it got postponed. So then I'm sitting there, and as I'm talking to Ian on the phone, I look over, and the water, just the water in the parking lot, had now gone up over the curb that the pump sit on. (laughs) So the pump looked like it was actually sitting in a lake. And I'm like... There's no way I'm making it to the building. Your so, car is not yeah. made for high water. No, it's it's pretty low you slung. You have that nice <laughs> so, little sporty thing. Yeah, so it's pretty low slung. So uh, Ian and I were on the phone. And I was like, "Dude, I'm afraid to say. I think you better just try to get home." And you and I, it took both of us. I think better than took me an hour. Yeah, better to than get an hour home. What to is get usually home. Yeah. a not quite <laughs> twenty minute drive. Yeah, and we um, do. There's no way we could have made it here today. Right, and then just, just the nice thing was knowing the streets in Houston and knowing what parts generally flash flood. I decided I, I would get on and go all the way around six ten over to where I live, and that worked out actually pretty great. So we apologize for no show last week. We very very seldom skip a week on this program. I did put up a, a, a small post. Yes, after, I appreciated that. After my wife got home and everything, and I just talked a little bit about how to do a whiskey sniff and those kind of things. Thought I'd do one from the house. Speaking so. of whiskey sniff, oh. Tell the me. Tickets are on sale more. now. I have mine. Ah, Trey <laughs> Boring is our guest, ladies and gentlemen. One of our favorite guests on the show. We're we're so excited to have uh, to have Trey uh, back with us. We have so much to talk about because Trey's involved in so much from uh, from his day job to his uh, involvement with the cigar industry, both mm-hmm. as a member of Cigar Rights of America uh, and uh, it, what he does for that organization, and as a huge part of the whole Cigars for Warriors oh, and he's operation. Got big 
news for that. And you've got big excited. stuff going yeah. on with that. So, Absolutely. So we'll get to all of that, but let me tell you about the Whiskey Sniff. Whiskey, Whiskey Sniff 2019 is set. The event will be Wednesday, November the 6th. It will be upstairs at B&B Butchers in Houston. And so when I say upstairs, we did it upstairs there last year. What we did was in the outdoor area was where the sniff was mm-hmm. held out on the big patio. It was really nice. By yeah, the way. yeah. Now this year, the doors to the indoor area upstairs. Apparently, the walls pull back, mm-hmm. so the the walls to the indoor will be open. And basically, what will happen is we'll have a whole lot of the sampling stations for um, the whiskey and the different spirits set up inside there. And then the outdoor area will be sort of like the smoking uh, mm-hmm. lounge area. So you'll come in, you'll get your bag full of goodies and a handful of cigars. You'll be able to light up a cigar and then go around and do whiskey sniffs to try to figure out what might uh, match up best with the particular cigar mm-hmm. that you've And that if you've you're not sure how to do a whiskey sniff, it's a real casual, real simple thing. I did post uh, uh, about a 10-minute uh, episode last week, just mm-hmm. kind of going over a simple way to do it. Although I was inside my house, and you know, cigars inside the house are a little questionable, so I smoked right. a pipe instead and did the same thing, and it was awesome. So the great thing about the whiskey sniff is, unless you're Ian or say Chris Hart, <laughs> you don't have this huge bar full of a whole bunch of different kinds of whiskeys that you can do a whiskey sniff with. Now I have several. So I can do a sort of a mini whiskey sniff at my house. That you know, just makes can, the whiskey sniff easier. Yeah, well, but but how much fun is it when you've got whiskeys <laughs> from around the world all sitting there? Right, you've got, right. And you know what's great about the whiskey sniff is that what goes with the first third of your cigar, something else might go better with the second absolutely. third of your cigar. Oh, absolutely. And when you're doing that sniff, you get a chance to well, really put it all together. Your palate is ever-evolving. So <clears throat> right. by the time you start a cigar and you uh, sniff and find the first whiskey that goes, okay, this one's going to go with it. Well, by the time you get through with that whiskey and you still have that cigar, now you have that cigar and whiskey on your palate, another whiskey is probably going to smell really nice. It's, right. It just keeps developing your palate the entire mm-hmm. way. And then you change the cigar, you change the whiskey. All these things keep evolving. So last year... Uh, the very first whiskey sniff, we were just trying to see if it would even work. And it did, and it was big success. And according to our buddy Jeremiah at B&B uh, Butchers and Restaurant, really the next day he was getting contacted by other whiskeys and spirits that weren't at the sniff last year. And there were plenty there, believe me. Uh, that makes wanting me to feel kind of good. Wanting to be in on it this year. So I would say, I don't want to say it's double, but I bet it's I bet it's like substantially at, more, substa- at least half again more in terms of what will be represented mm-hmm. there uh, this year. And we're talking some really good stuff. Now, what's great about this is that not only will you have a vast variety to choose from to try a sniff, but maybe some that you know you might not have ever gone and dropped the money on that particular bottle because oh, yeah. it may be something fairly expensive. Although you might decide to do that if you feel like it it matches up well you may go out later and 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 purchase that but at least you're going to have an opportunity to try it in something tickets are 125 apiece they're available at eventbrite.com that's eventbrite b-r-i-t-e dot com and you just go on and search smoking and toasting i bet if you typed in smoking and hit the uh the intro uh, hit the you know the inner key uh that you'd find it with no problem so awesome so yeah so get them quick because even though there's going to be a little more room I mean, last year did ultimately sell out, so yes, you yeah. want to you want to uh, get them quick because word has spread. I think about about the snake. Well, one of the fun things, like uh, 125 per person for event, uh, can seem a little steep. Uh, 
Yeah, sure. For, for a, a few hours of an event, uh, but of this an is event, not. But, it's not one of those things where you're going to get but, like four whiskeys to choose from and a cigar. Right. No, this is like, I, I conservatively, what are we going to have? Twenty expression or twenty brands somewhere in that neighborhood. I think it'll be substantially more than that, and it's, it's going to be a lot. Will have a number of their but let's, expressions. Let's even say, let's even say, for instance, it's twenty. Okay. Okay. What do you think it would cost you to go try twenty whiskeys? Oh, I don't know, at any good whiskey bar, Poison Girl or uh, Reserve 101 or anything like that. Well, let me take you to the next one. Even if you were even if you were trying the absolute cheapest one. Cheapest ones yeah, or let's say most cost-effective ones, you would still be way over that mark. All right, so let me take it to the next level. If there's 20 whiskeys there, there's going to be a number of those whiskeys that have four, five, six different expressions. That's what I'm saying, right? right. Yeah. So there's so, going to be substantial. So the, you're going to have so much to choose you get from. To try so. some Trey, you were there last what? year. Yeah, and, and as a guy that goes to cigar events, mm-hmm. specifically around the country, either volunteering for CFW or just on my own, right? <clears throat> I will tell you that the price of the ticket at 125 is a great value at the Whiskey Sniff. Um, if you're going, you know, you get cigars, mm-hmm. that right there, you know, equates to almost half, you know, of, or at least, at least a third sure. of the ticket price. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, last year they were not cheap cigars. Nope. Right. They were very nice cigars. We had Romeo and Julieta. Oh, yeah. We had E.P. Carrillo's. Mm-hmm. We had uh, all kinds of... But this event is, is so unique that I think the value there was what I took out of it. That's why as soon as you guys posted, I bought two tickets. Oh, I'll bring my awesome. son again. Your son had a blast. Oh, oh yes, yeah, he, he did. was so fun. <laughs> he did. So, you know, the, the interesting thing for me is it's a great event. Wonderful, wonderful chance to gather with like-minded individuals and enjoy yeah. fine spirits and cigars. One of the things I liked about it, having been to a number of cigar events and whiskey events, and t- is it was just very laid back. It was yeah. casual. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, w- it was a great place to chat with people while you were enjoying it. So it yeah. didn't have that, oh, I got to rush around and try everything sort of vibe to it like, like some events can. Or it also didn't have that is there anything else here I might want to try? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like some events can, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and listen, we're spoiled because we go to the Houston Whiskey Social. Oh, that's uh, an which amazing Which is an event. amazing event. So, you know, that sets the bar pretty high for events. But this is a very different kind of event. But even Chris Hardu, you know, does that event with Alan Denning and, mm-hmm. uh, and his guys. I mean, they came and enjoyed the sniff as well. So, Absolutely. Uh, and they'll yeah. be there this year. Uh, as well, I'm sure. So anyway, a lot to look forward to. There's uh, there's also Cigars for Warriors uh, events in the pipe that we want to talk about. And uh, we'll get to that. Let me tell you what else is coming up in the show today. And Trey, I'm glad you're here because uh, you you can help keep me sane. Our, our way of life, I'm, I'm really worked up about this. Everything that we enjoy being able to do as free citizens of this country and the world seems like it's under attack. I mean, it's like everybody seems to want to step in and tell us, you can't do that. And as a result, by the way, uh, as of this program, I mean, I, I want to I just make this official. Smoking and Toasting, we're coming out as fans of Nick Jonas. You heard about that on the last show. You oh. remember that? Oh, right? yeah. Nick Jonas is on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine. I'm still coming to terms with being fans of Nick Jonas right you now. Know what? But I get it. You know, you're going to love What him. you're saying, absolutely. You're going to love him. He, you know, he, he smokes a cigar. Let him. Right. Like, 
Right. Who cares? Like, all these people came out like it was the worst thing in the world for him to be on the cover of Cigar Aficionado with a cigar. First of all, not a surprise. He's posted pictures of himself uh-huh. on his own Instagram with a cigar before. It's not like a big deal. But suddenly it was, <gasps> he's leading everyone astray. How could you do that, Nick Jonas? Hey, Leave hey. the man alone. Don't forget this, Middle Ages. Um, Nick Jonas is a grown man yeah. now. Yeah. And by the way, oh, yeah. he's not Antonio Brown. He's not like assaulting women and and, right. and getting into legal trouble. He's having a cigar. And now it's getting even worse. And I've got a couple of things that I'm going to show oh, you. Oh, I haven't read up yeah, on it. I can't I've got a couple, couple of things that I'm going to show you that are even worse than the Nick Jonas thing. But for now, it's official. We're going to add Nick Jonas to our bumper music on the show. That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's we're how him. far we're We are we're full on go. supporting that's him right, on this that's one. That's right. We're all, all in with Nick. <laughs> So uh, I've got I've got a cigar we have Warriors a, patch. We need another. That's one that a shirt says, in with Nick. Yeah, in, with, in Nick. with Nick. I stand with Nick. <laughs> I think that's I think that's something we should do. We're also going to try some really interesting stuff on today's show. Uh, and the most amazing thing about this is that when we didn't do the show last week, we'd already selected these. All of these had to go back into my refrigerator or back into my bar for a week. And what's amazing is that they still exist. They're still there. Right? <laughs> they still that's exist. Why, that's why I actually, I actually casually texted you. I was like, yeah. same beers as last yeah. week? <laughs> was, it was smart of you to ask. <laughs> You're a better man than I am. Yeah, I'll just tell you that. I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, beers are actually meant to be drank. I, and I really try to do that when I can. Yeah. And, well, you'll have that opportunity today. Back Pew Brewing from Porter, Texas, in oh, our yeah. Uh, yeah. Back, back porch here, or backyard here, uh, they have released one of the new really light low calorie beers it's called hyperlight it's mm-hmm. a lager and we'll be trying that one today they have i think it's a brown ale the Seder swill that's quite mm-hmm. good yeah. i like the Seder yep. swill i'm not a huge fan of their ipa as an ipa guy don't like their ipa too much so it'll be interesting to see how this one uh plays out because i'm really i'm really excited about it because i i love this new lighter beer trend mm-hmm. with full flavor because you know i i it's funny. I was a. Uh, I was in Dallas for a couple of days this week on business, and wound up in one of those you know situations where it was like, "You hey, have a beer? What do you have? Uh, okay, I'll take a Bud Light." And it's like, it just reminded me uh, how much I enjoyed the beers we usually get to drink. Just drink you know? it cold and fast. Yeah, that's, that's about exactly the only thing what you I can do. Castle Island Brewing has an American IPA called Great Human. They are from Norwood, Massachusetts, which I'm familiar with, but Castle Island Brewing did not exist when I lived up in that area. Mm-hmm. So excited to try that. And then Cycle Brewing has a bourbon barrel-aged Baltic Porter that we'll be trying. That I, I like Cycle pretty, Brewing. Pretty excited about this because, yeah, this is a brewery with a great reputation, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that should, be, um, that should be a great deal of fun. And as if all of that wasn't enough, the Arran, 18-year single malt scotch from Scotland. From uh, uh, Let me see if I can pronounce the, that the city correctly. Uh, La Cranza, Scotland. I, I would go with that, yes. Uh, the Arran is the only distillery on the Isle of Arran. So, and by the way, I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't sound like an idiot, so I went on the internet and, and Google, I typed in, how do you pronounce Arran? And then it gave me like a bunch of things that I wasn't sure if it was the same as the island and the whiskey. So I typed in, how do you pronounce Isle of Aaron? There you go. And I, I wish I had it to play for you because it was great. It was like, Isle of Aaron. You know, it was like, I was like, <laughs> okay, if I try to do that, I'm going to sound like a real douchebag. So, <laughs> but Aaron. Uh, but Aaron uh, is, is how I'm going to Aaron. Not Aaron. Yeah, it's not Aaron. It's Aaron, it's Aaron and they roll the R, uh, which is interesting because the Scottish – and then the Spanish and and Mexican and South American 
cultures are the ones that rule the R. But it's so interesting to hear the Scottish do it because they're so far away from you know the other places that rule the R. But the the Isle of Arran. There you a, go. Yeah, uh, which you know sounds. Sounds vaguely South American and like a Game of Thrones episode at the same time. (laughs) All right, so there's a lot to do. Trey, we want to hear all about what's going on with you, and I want to really get you to bring us up to speed. I know maybe there hasn't been a whole lot of change in the last few uh, weeks or even months, but I want you to bring us up to speed on where the important legal fights sit right now since your involvement in uh, Cigar Association your Cigar Rights of America, I'm sorry, uh, since your involvement in that kind of keeps you up to speed uh, with all of that. And it, plus, it's just good to see you again. <laughs> a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yes. And Cigars for Warriors, I, I, you guys, I think, have had a pretty phenomenal year, haven't you? It, it is. And we have. We shipped our one millionth cigar one as of July million. to servicemen and women stationed in combat zones. But how can you do that? You're, you're those poor servicemen and women. I know. And the fact that they actually request them, that's <laughs> really the yeah. hard part. Oh, madness. You know, yeah, it's they, madness. We're forcing them on them. Yeah, clearly, but yeah. clearly they don't know what's good for them. Well, uh, it's 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 very interesting. We'll have a few things to talk about about the one millionth cigar. A little interesting story cool. about the yeah. the folks that received it. Yep. Um, and then uh, we've got a couple of key events coming up this weekend, uh, and then uh, tie those into kind of what we're dealing with with the FDA from CRA. We'll be looking forward to that. Good. I, I'm really excited about uh, about talking about that. And one of my favorite cigars, uh, which is a yearly release, did not come out last year, and I'm excited to say that. They are releasing a 2019 version, the Casada Oktoberfest. They, uh, they, the 2016 was amazing. It was so good. The 2017 so good. was not as good. It was okay, but it was not as good. And then they skipped 2018 altogether. There's going to be a 2019, and it's releasing soon. So I'll be able to tell you about that. Awesome. A bit. So, so a lot of great stuff going on. It's smoking and toasting. Our great friend Trey Boring is here, and we will be back uh, to talk cigar rights and uh, talk about a little hyperlight lager coming up. It's smoking and toasting. I'm with Nick. <laughs> Smoke that cigar. I'll tell you the funny thing is, you know. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. You know, maybe uh, maybe cigars are bad for you. Maybe they're causing me to lose my memory. Because the last show we did, I went through a whole segment, and I said, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And Adam, our producer, says, were you guys going to taste the beer? And I was like, oh. <laughs> And then Ian just reminded me in this break, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about our uh, cigars from this talk last about week. Our and, you know, since it is smoking and toasting, and we're brought to you by B&B Butchers, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. But it is smoking and toasting, and we will be doing the whiskey sniff, featuring cigars and whiskey there. And, Ian, this is, uh, I suppose, as good a time as any, or better late than never, to ask, uh, did you smoke anything interesting? I did. I did. I actually, I actually waltzed directly into uh, Casa de Monte Cristo this morning, which was unusual because they were all in 4-4 time. Um, that's a little musician joke, sorry. We desperately need rim shots. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, try the Modelo. I'll be I here all week. help that one. <laughs> I waltzed straight in. They were in four. Um, so no, I walked in today, and uh, right as I got into the humidor, I ran into a gentleman who introduced himself as Jeremy. Uh, he is uh, the newest rep for uh, Ventura Cigars. Oh, I like Ventura Cigars. we got to talking about him. We had them on, uh, we had, uh, was it AC? Was his name? We had him on the show, was it a year ago? Maybe yeah, I want to say it was a show we did at Custody Monte Cristo, right? Yeah, we did yep. there, uh-huh. and, uh, and he brought us through the whole Axis Mundi line and right. uh, Psycho. Some and great, and some 
great, great cigars, yes. Well, uh, we got to chatting, and he's like, well, have you tried all of these? And I said, I've tried that and that and that, and that but I haven't tried this. So I snapped up a uh, Axis Mundi Arch-type Strange Passage today. This was a Robusto 5.5 by 54 uh, ring gauge. And um, and I just told him, I said, hey, you know, your timing is perfect. First off, I want to get your information so I have his card here so we can have him on the show at some point in time in the near future. And then uh, and I said, I'll talk about this cigar. So here I am. Uh, I sat down and smoked the cigar. This is uh, the appearance. It has that cool dragon brand uh, um, or dragon yeah, band on it. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. It looks awesome. So uh, let's see. Classic footer on there that says arch type like, uh, like all the uh, arch type ones uh, – do smooth, leathery uh, kind of feel to it. Slightly oily wrapper, uh, firm box presses. Looked great. Uh, the pre-light sniff on this was earthy, light mocha and coffee. Uh, it was really, really pleasant smelling. The uh, pre-light draw, I used a punch. It was effortless. Sweet mocha, milk chocolate, creaminess. Slightly yeasty kind of uh, thing, kind of like a, like a Belgian-style uh, beer. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of that bready yeastiness Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really nice. Uh, the initial light, uh, a little bit of campfire and white pepper. It wasn't a real strong light. It was actually a really pleasant, uh, really pleasant, very what you expect from a cigar kind of light. And then it... And then it came in with some espresso flavor, and uh, it had that espresso bitterness on the aftertaste with a little uh, creamy sweet finish trailing right after that, which was really nice. It was it, it was probably one of the more delightful initial lights out there. That wasn't great. the big peppery yeah, pop yeah. that you get sometimes. The uh, first third of this cigar, smooth, sweet creaminess with coffee and chocolate, yeasty with kind of a beer or bread kind of yeastiness to it. I just I really enjoyed that part of this. Good burn, solid ash. Um, not much more to say other than I really was just enjoying it the second third of this more sweet creaminess chocolate and coffee all kind of came up great burn on it the ash fell directly on me well, i have that happens to me so, a lot so so it's a normal smoking experience <laughs> right, right yeah. that's what you're saying <laughs> it fell directly on me yeah. it's like oh get it off uh the uh the last third of this cigar chocolate and coffee build up with light pepper and cream going on in the background now um the uh, light fruitiness uh, kind of showed up with the with the yeast bread. It definitely turned more into a bready kind of yeast uh, towards the end. Perfect burn, solid ash. This this cigar cost me about ten dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a great cigar. I enjoyed it. This is the kind of cigar that uh, if you want to step into a medium level cigar strength wise, this is a great one because it's medium, very solid medium. But very smooth, right. like it was. Didn't just have any harshness. Creamy, it, right. creamy smooth, and the pepper that was in it was all in the very back of the palate. It wasn't, you know, no tongue bite to it, no, uh, no lingering uh, burn or harshness. I, I, it punched a little bit above its weight. I give it a, a solid five point five on a price to quality. Nice, um, and that means basically it got a little bit better than what I paid for. I think you know. That's great. I, I really enjoyed it. And I will go back and buy more. <clears throat> That's awesome. How about you? What did you smoke this week? Well, I, I wasn't going to do this because I, I think I have been or per- perhaps should have been accused of being a bit of a fanboy in this area. So <laughs> I've been trying to talk about you know my smoking experiences with cigars other than A.J. Fernandez uh, creations, right? Uh, and I've been doing a pretty good job of that over the last several shows. But I had a cigar that I thought, i got to talk about this. So here I am. The A.J. Fernandez Bella Artez Maduro. Uh, this oh, yeah. one is the Toro. Um, it's either the Toro or the Short Churchill. I believe this is the Toro size. I didn't measure it. But anyway, 
Uh, I know that I've said this about a lot of cigars lately. It seems like I was looking back at my notes, like I keep saying this, but wow, this one was beautiful. I mean, you looking at the cigar, you thought that is one of the prettiest cigars I've ever seen. Great design as far as the band and the artwork, but the tobacco itself, the color, the richness of it, the you know, the lack of visible flaws or veins, some, which sometimes don't impact the smoking of it negatively at all, but just the prettiness of it. I mean, this thing. Can- was beautiful. Can I pause you on that one point for just a moment? Yep. We are in a prime time right now for cigars. Oh, yeah. sure. Chime There's in on no this if question. you want. Like, because there are so many cigars. You can almost just reach your hand out anywhere in a humidor and grab a great cigar. And grab something really and good. And you have no idea yeah. what it's, yeah. yeah. it's going to yeah. be. Something you've never smoked before, don't even and, know that much and about. And so to back you up on that, because a lot of our uh, a lot of our uh, reviews tend to be positive because there's so many great cigars out there, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to go buy a cigar that looks crappy because I'm right. paying for it myself. And if I buy one that I think you know? is going to look good and it doesn't smoke well, I'll tell you. It, you right, know? and yeah. it happens. But yes. I mean, there are so many great cigars out there. It's easy to 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 find one. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This one would have won the cigar beauty contest. Nice. Had it been up against <laughs> just about. I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous in a different way than maybe a, a you know a Padron Anniversario would would but but very very pretty super deep brown color not black uh not like an oscuro but mm-hmm. a super deep brown one of the prettiest shades of of brown I've ever seen in a cigar for the Maduro wrapper uh, it was the Brazilian uh, Matafina wrapper Nicaraguan binder and filler tobacco the pre-light on this gave just a whole new meaning to earthy with dark chocolate and toast on the nose. That's mm. before it's even lit up. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I used a punch. I lit it up, and I knew immediately I was in love. I mean, it was just it was just going to be one of those cigars. You could just tell from the very first pop. Nice. Uh, rich notes of cocoa and and espresso. I picked up a little of the Nicaraguan pepper, but interestingly enough, particularly for an AJ, I mean, that was not the dominant note on this thing. And so many of these. Cigars that are Nicaraguan puros, and this one wasn't a puro. The wrapper was uh, uh, was Brazilian, but mm-hmm. but it was all Nicaraguan filler and binder, and uh, so I'm expecting the big pepper blast, and there was pepper there, but not like it wasn't as strong as in some of the. So it made for a slightly mellower smoke. I won't call it mellow, uh, but it made for a mellower smoke because the the pepper wasn't quite so uh, prominent. Um, as it burned, I got toasty flavors, uh, rich earth, some very interesting and pleasant sweet spice that I couldn't really like nail mm-hmm. down exactly what it was, but it was just sort of very pleasant on the tongue, sweet spiciness. The cocoa stayed uh, consistent all the way down, and it was very complex. Um, shifting kind of flavors coming in and out as it mm-hmm. smoked. Really Hard to pin down, but in a wonderful way. Um, it was uh, medium to full-bodied and just overall super delicious. It's about a $9 cigar, and it's exceptional. Price to quality, 7 Wow. I mean, it, and, and again, I don't want to be number. too superlative, but that was how much I enjoyed it. I thought if this was a 13 or $14 cigar, would I have felt that I got my money's worth? And the answer is yes. Now, I'm thrilled that it's not <laughs> don't get me wrong if you're listening aj don't start jacking up the price right on this right right uh, uh in fact i i had to go look up the uh the price because i didn't remember what i paid for it and uh, when i went and looked it up and discovered that it wasn't 
a ten or eleven dollar cigar. <laughs> I was really shocked that it was that it was you know just under nine dollars is the price that I found. For right, and for the price to quality scale for those of you uh, who don't know is a scale of one to ten, and if you get a five on it, you get exactly what you pay for. Anything lower, and you'd wish you'd have paid a little less. Anything right. above. And You'd have actually been okay yeah, if it had been a little more expensive. Punching yeah. above your weight, so that's yeah. I love that. It's a great way to say it. Awesome. It's a great way to say it. Trey Boring is here with us. Trey is a part of uh, Operation Cigars for Warriors. He's also a part of Cigar Rights of America. Uh, Trey, we had uh, Eric on the uh, show notes uh, piped up. We were talking about how difficult it's becoming for smokers and how uh, how tough it is to find places to smoke and how it feels like the the laws are just you know coming crashing in against us or at least they're trying eric uh, i believe must be from dc he says in dc it seems the cigar lounges are targeted and they are closing is this the same elsewhere we've had two close in the past year for the same reason what say you uh, it's just getting harder and harder uh, you talked about being in California right, uh, right. during the break, and maybe you want to repeat that story. Just sure, uh, uh, it, it's just harder and harder for uh, for places to allow you to smoke there, to sell certain kinds of tobacco. What was the? Uh, well, I will say what we're getting in 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 this scope is, is things that are very regionalized right now because and, of and the laws because are being of the laws that are being right. passed, and um, you know there are also. Um, landlord issues with a lot of these cigar shops that I run into when I travel around the country, most of them will tell you that they have landlords that are now saying, well, we don't want you to have smoking. You know, guys had a 20-year lease of a cigar lounge in in the same shopping center, paid his rent on time, and now they're telling them you can't, you you know, you you can't can't smoke. smoke So we see a lot of those things happening. I'm not very familiar with what Eric's talking about in D.C. specifically, but uh, just in the San Jose area, there's one of the smaller suburban areas of San Jose that just passed a law. And this is Silicon Valley. So Silicon you got, Valley. you got a lot of people that are like engineers, software people, right. startup companies. These are people that you're going to assume have got the the money if they mm-hmm. want to uh, go and smoke a fine cigar. And, they do. And hang out at a lounge in the afternoon or after work or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so but this, this town passed a law recently, city ordinance, banning the sale of flavored tobacco with the caveat that it's because that is being marketed to kids. We hear this a lot. We yeah, we hear it a lot. And and uh, you know, as as a father when my children were younger, you know, I did catch my son at different points in time with, you know, cigarettes uh, or cig- whatever, cigar yeah. that, you know, would he bought at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, underage, he never walked into a cigar shop to try to buy you know, eight, ten, twelve dollar yeah, cigar. Yeah, yeah. Right. It just doesn't happen. But the way the city ordinance is written is it not only impacts any cigar that he sells in his, the gentleman I was talking to in his shop uh, that is flavored, but also pipe tobacco. Right. And the pipe tobacco was an unintended consequence, I believe, from the city council because if cigars at a premium level are not what kids are smoking, because I think your average age of a, somebody that starts smoking a premium cigar is around thirty three. So that's not kid marketed, I think, right? I think pipes must be about twenty years old. It's got to be at least fifty three. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. So you know, the element for me is is that these city ordinances are coming along, and it's really impacting what people are experiencing at their local shop. Right. Which goes back to what I have said for years uh, with Cigar Rights of America is one of the big things we need to be doing as a, a community um, is 
be more locally active, be more regionally active, and be nationally active. It's very easy for us to talk about what the FDA is doing, but as Eric has mentioned to us and what my experiences are, the, the regional and local level is still very active, and there are people that are out there ready to tell you what you can and can't enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's any one of us that believes that you know kids of 12 and 13 years old should smoke cigars. That's not the point. Right. The point is these are all older, mature, Nick Jonas is at, what, 26, 27? He's I a grown whatever man, He's people. a grown man. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are grown adults making a decision to smoke a product. And by the way, well, on when the are they going to raise the smoking age to, like, 28? It'll be called the Nick Jonas Law. <laughs> right, that's right. What, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> by the way, I want to mention that uh, Wiki Brian uh, chimed in on the on the uh, show notes uh, on Facebook, said, Oh, this topic usually gets Ian so worked up. I better go get my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's talking about the whole premium cigar flavored tobacco thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the last time I walked into the Briar Shop and uh The Briar up, Shop in, in, in Houston, Houston here and is kind of a, kind of considered the Biggest place to go for pipe tobacco, right? right? And, yeah. and picked up a tin of Dan Tobacco's Devil's Holiday, which is very, uh, very cherry and very Christmassy smelling mm-hmm. overall. And I remember walking outside, and there's a bunch of kids going, "Please, sir, can I have some more?" No, this doesn't <laughs> no, happen. This is the most happen. stupid thing yeah. I've ever even heard of. Like, and and same thing with premium hand rolled cigars. Like, there's a difference between that Swisher up at the convenience store. Yes, right. And that's something over the counter that, you know, I mean, and how many kids want the Swisher anyway? Well, no, okay, well, hold on. I understand where that one's going. Well, Never mind. Right. Let me back up a second. Yes, yes. How many kids actually want the cigar itself? Right. Well, and not just the wrapper. Yeah, exactly. So like, how many kids are going in and go, I want this wrapper. I, w- I want this actual cigar to smoke this grape cigar because it's going to make me cool with my friends. That's not happening. That's not why they're no, buying. This is no. a premium example of the government or whoever taking a little bit of knowledge and doing the absolute wrong things with it. You know? Oh yeah. When are we going to get to the point where if you're seen smoking outside, as long as it's not marijuana, because marijuana is okay apparently to smoke outside, <laughs> and as long as it's not marijuana, you just get shot. Mm-hmm. What? Like that's. I, I've got a great story for you because this has happened since the last time I was here. All right. I'm in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. for my day job, a trade trade conference for my day job and uh i am walking down the street and Hi- not in a business Hippus area. city in america Hippus city in america i'm walking down a street and it's not a street where there's a lot of like i'm walking next to an open door for a business or anything like that i'm being right. very polite as a cigar smoker it's just an open street right and it's one a you know, great walking city portland by the way but if you're walking it's about when you're about to go over a bridge so i've got no businesses nobody around me and here comes this wonderfully, you know, hipster young lady towards me. And she looks at me and she says, I cannot believe you're smoking that. And I go, smoking what? She goes, that cigar. It's disgusting. Now, I can be very sarcastic. Really? I know. I know. I know. It's shocking, but I can. And I looked at her and I said, well, honey, it's not a cigar. It's actually a blunt. And she literally said, oh, well, then that's okay. And kept oh walking. Oh my God! She actually said. She that. actually said that. And I, I remember going. I was hoping for a, an evil like I was ready to you like were, let's ready, tussle, let's ready go, to engage. Yeah, yes. let's engage. No, nope. She just went okay, no problem, and walked on. All right. Amazing. I'm going to read you something now that uh, uh, this just you know. Hopefully, Ian, this won't get you as worked up uh, as it got me. We'll see. <laughs> it's it's an article from the Detroit Free Press. 
and it is referencing an event that's coming up uh, this weekend in Detroit. The Detroit Riverfront Conservancy has turned their West Riverfront Park over to uh, a first-time event called Smoke on the River. Mm-hmm. And it's a cigar festival. Mm-hmm. And they're inviting people to come down and, uh, you know, and uh, join in. I, I don't know anything about whether there's admission, but I just know it's a cigar gathering, right? And the uh, Conservancy CFO says it's just a great outdoor festival. There's an article in the Detroit Free Press that says uh, this is believed to be Detroit's first cigar-focused festival. And it might be the first in the whole Midwest. He, uh, that's what Smith said to the Free Press. It's kind of like a Cigar 101. The article goes on to say, I can think of a few reasons why other cities don't have cigar, cigarette chewing, tobacco, or vaping festivals. As a former nicotine addict and oral cancer survivor, let me help with Cigar 101. And then they go on to say, despite what you might have heard, cigar smoking isn't safer than cigarette smoking, even if you don't intentionally inhale the smoke. While not inhaling cigar smoke might mean a lower probability of lung cancer than smoking cigarettes, it's a huge risk factor for oral cancers. Oral cancer treatment sucks, et cetera, et cetera. My treatment involved chemotherapy on uh, every Monday for seven weeks. Oral cancer is on the rise, et cetera, et cetera. But basically, this article is blasting the city and the conservancy for allowing a cigar festival. So let me point out a couple of things. Number one, <laughs> at this moment in that city, it's not illegal to smoke a cigar. So not promoting an illegal activity. Right. Secondly, to say that cigars cause cancer is like saying, what kind of a car do you have, Trey? I have a Ford F-150. It's like saying Ford F-150s cause automobile accidents. Right. They might. It could happen. Well, when you get behind the wheel of that, it is certainly possible that you could wind up being involved in, in a... Uh, it's like You know what it's like saying? It's like saying sex causes death. It can. Well, of course. But to say that it does is is just I, I I can't believe we are working so hard as a country to try to tell people that things that they want to do because let's face it, nothing is not bad for you in the wrong quantities or right. if done incorrectly. It's like yeah. saying uh, it's like saying a chicken sandwich causes obesity. It doesn't, but it could. Right. It's about how many of them you eat now and how long. Absolutely. And, and, and so, uh, the the whole concept of trying to be everybody's uh, uh, activity police is is it's getting really really old to me. And we're seeing it creep in. You know the whole flavored tobacco thing. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep kids from buying, you know, flavored tobaccos, cigars, or whatever. But they they go about it in a way that is it's it, it's like it's like saying well chicken sandwiches can cause obesity so let's put a ban on chicken right it well, makes no sense absolutely absolutely it makes no a sense a spoon will cause obesity right if you dip it in your ice cream enough times right exactly. I mean that's the way it is yeah. that's the problem it's exactly yeah. true you know exactly and true I, I'm I'm so disgusted with the whole thing you know let people do what they want to do did right. that person with oral cancer get that from a cigar. Or are they just on a high horse because? Well, he could have. He could have. He could have got I don't it from know. smokeless tobacco or right, cigarettes. Right. It, it's. I mean, it's there's one a of lot things. of ways to get it, and people have gotten it that don't smoke cigars. So you know what? Right. Not smoking cigars can also cause cancer. That's right. right. Well, <laughs> but you which get, is? Wait, you get back to the single point where this is adults being able to make decisions for themselves. I mean, we're in a political climate right now. Wait, well, wait, wait, I don't want to do that. Can the government just do that, and then I don't have to think about it? Well, that's we're we're getting close. 
Okay, but because cool. I, I, I don't want to think about those things. But that's that's sort of in the political climate we're in now. There are certain topics where we are supposed to not have the government get in and, and talk to us, right, and tell us what we can and can't do, or try to tell us what we have to interpret as right. far as what other people are doing. But the element still is that this is an adult product. It is sold to people over the eight, over the age of 18 or over the age of 21 in some cities where they've changed the tobacco law or in some states where they've made it 21. Or unless you're Nick Jonas. Right. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> it, right. yeah. if you're Nick Jonas, you, you're Nick Jonas, you, you shouldn't want. do it anyway. But <laughs> the element really is is that this is an adult activity just like consumption of alcohol. Right. And, and my argument has always been, Well, look, that's next, people. Oh, Trust no, me. it is. That's well, totally next. For us, it's Cigars for Warriors. We have people actively all the time trying to, you know, we, we like to say we're probably the most politically incorrect charity out there. I love it. That's, because, that's why I participate. <laughs> because part of it is, you know, that we have people that say, well, you know, you shouldn't be sending uh, tobacco products to these young men and women who request them. Uh, you know, in combat zones, as we do, because it, you're you're promoting bad health. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I had a, I, I go to the cigar shop, and Cruz, you probably do as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're guys. We're in the business community. We have very stressful days. There are mm-hmm. very stressful days for us. You know, we we sit and do it. You know, as we sit and walk around, what's the most relaxing thing you guys can do after a very stressful day? Go sit at the cigar shop mm-hmm. with our family, our cigar mm-hmm. family, right? Our right. our, our like-minded individuals decompress. Decompression is so important. Stress kills Absolutely. more people in this country than any tobacco product. You are so right. And You're so right. Think about these men and women sitting in a combat zone. Okay, you and I have jobs where we don't get shot at every day. Right. It might be a little stressful, but it's nothing. It's like nothing like that. Whizzing by you. So, how can we then argue that okay, they're going to smoke a cigar that's bad for them? However, the level of stress. I've got people in the military tell me all the time that what we do is one of the first lines of defense against PTSD because you force the cigars, the cigars you, right. because it's the activity. It's the fact that they sit down with their family, their unit, and smoke cigars. I wonder how many of the people that are critical of Cigars for Warriors for sending tobacco products to these I wonder how many of them have ever seen action in the places that or have family people, there. Or, or have, have family, family that have seen yeah. action. I bet it's infinitesimally small. Oh, absolutely. I bet it is. It's it's armchair quarterbacks sitting back on you Whoops. shouldn't do that. And it's the same, I think, when you talk about, hey, listen, if you don't think that the um, the cigar festival on the river in Detroit is a good idea, I have a great suggestion for you. Don't go. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go. Uh, and uh, But, guys, it, it, this isn't just going to be about cigars. Mm-mm. Because once they get cigars or tobacco or whatever, once they get that safely locked away. Once they guess, get demonized guess, fully. Guess what's next? Alcohol. I'm telling you. It's going to be next they're going to come for your beers and your uh, your That worked uh, really scotch. well in the 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody stopped oh, drinking yeah. in the 20s, right? There's, right. They, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so there's this new tax that's being proposed on uh, e uh, e-cigarettes and uh, and tobacco that also uh, is imposed on on cigars and I didn't realize until I was doing some reading and we'll get into that a little later I didn't realize that do you know that almost 50 percent of the price that you pay for a, a cigar is is uh, tax oh here I got a question for you yeah how much of that is paying for local schools hmm. that's where a lot of those cigar taxes end up going we'll just 
look, we got all this money coming in from here, from tobacco products. Uh-huh. We pay for schools with it. Wow. Well, that's what they tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Be <laughs> interested to see if that went away. Like, if yeah. they got their ultimate goal, nobody would smoke, right? Right. Now, why it matters to somebody in Washington if I smoke a cigar is still beyond me. Like, that's... I still can't get past that first hump in this. Like, mm-hmm. why does it matter to that person if I smoke a cigar? Right. And they're going, it's bad for me. So? Walking down the street is bad for you. You might get run over by an F-150. <laughs> it might Only be, if I'm driving. It might be Trey in his F-150. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, everything is bad for you. The air is polluted because there's too many cars. Cars kill more people than anything now. Right. Oh. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's, right. That might not be a solid statement, but it's pretty close to true. I just want to, Ian. Maybe you can pour the beer, and I want to check our show notes to see if uh, Brian actually got his popcorn. <laughs> oh, all I know is uh, for for Brian, I have to say I I enjoy his his little Facebook icon, yeah. Bill Coogs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Roy uh, Roy Hayes chimes in. Uh, Trey, sarcastic. This is my shocked face. I know. I love that. Uh, and Eric Mitchell says, uh, uh, "LOL." Please don't joke that sex causes death. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be sampling to uh, to shift for a moment here uh, a beer called Hyperlight, and Ian, maybe you can once you uh, pour that be the magical Mister Torley gig to uh, uh, since we don't have Mister Torley gig in effect today uh, to show the uh, oh. He's made his appearance, Mr. Twirly Gig. Uh, this is Hyperlight. It's from Backview Brewing. They are from Porter, Texas, uh, and they do a number. You mentioned you're a fan of the Seder Swill that yes. they do, yes. correct? Yeah. Uh, and this is a this is their Hyperlight. So this is, I want to say, I, I'm the can's not in front of me. I want to say it's 95 calories. Is that what it says? 95, it 96 says. calories. 95 it's, calories, 2.6 carbs. All right. There so this is going to be interesting because that is about the same uh, amount of calories as a Miller Light. So uh, it'll be interesting to say. This beer is not what you expect. It's light. Uh, let's see. Oh, sorry. I got a little sweat on here. Uh, it's featherweight and ABV, but heavyweight and boldness. It's a drizzle of calories, but a monsoon of smoothness. I love where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Its ingredients are simple, but its flavor is anything but. It's an oxymoron in a can. What'd they call me? Sorry, <laughs> I had to do that. But if you're holding it, you're like the opposite of that. So. A hyper genius, whatever. Just stop reading and drink this already. Uh, okay, <laughs> I love a sense of humor uh, yeah, on there. I, I do too. And I will say that you know, while this isn't going to replace my favorite IPA anytime soon, this is a pretty good uh, ninety-five calorie beer. I yeah, think I like this. It this is, is bold. It's got it's got uh, actual flavor. A little maybe lemony on the finish. Is that what I'm getting there, Ian? Yeah, it's got a little lemony thing going on, but not in a real, uh, not in a real bitter hoppy kind of way. It's actually and not in that because it's got a little malt sweetness uh, backing yeah. it up too. That's that's really interesting. And it's not that sort of floor polish lemon like the Bud Light Lime. Remember <laughs> that uh, that you were so high on in the uh, well, it was better than all there. the other stuff because it had flavor. <laughs> I, know. I know, but the flavor was like floor cleaner. Um, yeah, but it had flavor. Well, uh, all right. I, <laughs> floor I'll, cleaner is uh, a flavor. It a is. A lot of those other ones had it no is. flavor. <laughs> they should put on the can. Now with floor cleaner. <laughs> now 25% more floor cleaner. <laughs> Trey, what do you think of the uh, of the Back Pew uh, uh, Hyperlite? Well, you know, it's it's uh, a style of beer that I'm not uh, always drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm very much a darker, full-bodied beer person. Agreed. But I will tell you, for the amount of calories... Mm-hmm. Uh, and as somebody who uses my diet to battle my type two diabetes, I always mm-hmm. check carb count. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that it is—it's very flavorful. 
It, I mean, it is. It, 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 more I've, so than I was expecting, Oh, absolutely. I, I get a lot of uh, people try to say, hey, you know, drink a Michelob Ultra, you know, if you're trying to watch your carb count. Right, right. Okay, well, I, you know, I drink sparkling water, too. Right. I mean, that's kind of the way I get with I those of, kind of beers. I kind of enjoy sparkling water more than I the do too. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, sparkling water, you I can, can mix with whiskey flavor. with it. Right, right. You can get with flavor, like, and, and right. it has flavor. Yeah. Well, the Michelob Ultra is just kind of like beer flavored water. It really is. Right, exactly. You know? But this is this is this has got a, a very nice. I, I do get the malty sweetness. It's mm-hmm. got a very nice flavor for a lower calorie beer. I well, I would not consider this if you gave it to me in a glass and just said, "Here, drink this beer." I would say, you know, it might not be a beer I would drink all the time, but I'd go, that's got good flavor. And if you right. told me it was a light beer, I would go, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. I agree. It's it's interesting because this does not taste like your average light beer, which tastes like you took a beer and then put some ice in it and let it sit for a while. Right. You're absolutely right. right. Most light beer does taste diluted. I um, agree. This, not all, but most. Uh does not have what I'd call a real full mouthfeel, but it's appropriate for the style of beer, and the flavor is there. So I, I give this a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And this is something that uh, if I'm going to slam back a few, this is one I'll like, – I've got a buddy of mine in, uh, in Austin that I hang out with, uh, mm-hmm. they, and they do a lot of um, Ironmans and marathons and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So they all, they're always watching calories. This is one I will bring. And we'll sit down and enjoy these because that's the kind of beers that they drink. And he loves the fact that we reviewed some of the uh, some of the lighter things, the that, and, lower and said, do uh, these calorie have, count. Do these actually taste good? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, we've got more to come in the next couple of weeks. I just got my hands on uh, Dogfish Head's new low calorie IPA, so we'll be trying that. Oh, that's probably, interesting. Probably next week. So, looking forward to that too. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we had a lot to do in this segment, so I think we ran like super long, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. We Sorry, at least guys. we at least tasted our beer and talked about our cigars. Uh, but we still have more to, uh, more to discuss with cigars for warriors, uh, the whiskey sniff, and we still have more tasting to do, including Castle Island Brewing's Great Human American IPA. Great Human. Great human. I like where that's going. Uh, I, I want to be after all after all these people trying to take our rights away. I want to be complimented by a beer calls me a great human for mm. trying it. Uh, so we'll do that when we come back. It's Most Toaster. political show ever. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is the radio program or the podcast or Whatever you want to call us, we're all about uh, fine cigars, uh, uh, fine spirits, and fine craft beers. Uh, we are glad to be uh, on show number one hundred and fifty-six, and we're thrilled to be sponsored by B and B Butchers and Restaurant at eighteen fourteen Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth at uh, by BB Italia on Memorial in Houston, uh, BB Lemon on Washington Ave. And by the way, we talk all the time about the the bacon at B and B Butchers, mm. but if you haven't gone across the street to BB Lemon. And tried their uh, what is it the, the Parmesan, Parmesan bacon? Y- your bacon? Oh. oh my god! Now it's different than uh, um, it's it's the same quality bacon, but it's a different preparation mm-hmm. than what they do across the street at B and B. And it must it must be. Experienced. We need to just get a picture of that bacon, by the way, and, and yeah. post that because I don't think people get it. No, I think so. The next time we're over there, we have to take one, and that'll be our right. Uh, can we see the bacon? Okay, good. Yeah, uh, good. Um, so I, I want to give credit. We we criticize lawmakers all the time for their kind of sweeping proposals that don't take into account that 
cigars may be different than um, you know than other forms of tobacco or other things that they're that they're actually aiming for. I do want to give credit where credit is due. According to an article on Half Wheel, which by the way is an awesome, love that awesome website, love Half Wheel, Halfwheel dot com. The Trump administration is planning a flavored e-cigarette ban, but in this particular piece of legislation or executive announcement, whatever it winds up being, flavored cigars are untouched in this particular one. So I want to point that out because we always talk about ah they just make these sweeping things and and they don't take into uh, consideration. In a statement, uh, the administration said that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, will finalize a policy in the coming weeks that would prioritize the enforcement of the deeming regulations for flavored e-cigarettes. From there, FDA would need to publish the regulation, give the public time to comment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it says the Trump is, uh, administration is making it clear we intend to clear the market of flavored e-cigarettes. And it goes on to say why. Uh, but it does not appear that um, anything other than you know, the flavored e-cigarettes are what they are pushing for the FDA to ban at this time. So it would not include menthol cigarettes. It would not include flavored cigars. It would not include things like, you know, the acids and and, uh, and, and the other things. So uh, now, for unfortunately, not all of the stuff that's being proposed and pushed out there is, you know, has got that much foresight to it. But uh, Trey, we'll talk about all of that a little more, I guess, uh, as the program winds on. I-, I wanted to make sure we didn't skip this beer because I'm really excited. This is the Great Human. The Great Human. Uh, great Human. It's a an American IPA uh, from Castle Island. Castle Island Brewing is in Norwood, Massachusetts, and I'm sure there are a lot of uh, um, a lot of scenic areas around there that would give you the idea for a, a title like Castle Island. So this is. Uh, you know, it's it's appropriate, but I'm not really. Um, I love their name, but I'm not really that familiar oh. with this brewery. I think this is uh, Ian. Is this probably the first Castle Island this beer? This is definitely the first yeah. one we've had from here. Uh, and that's what I thought. So, uh, so I'm anxious to try it. And I will tell you on the pour, it definitely uh, is a hazy, uh, juicy looking uh, IPA. What can you tell definitely. us from the can? This is a six point eight percent American IPA. Mm-hmm. Says we all possess the power to be great. Is an individual and as a community, great human, a nice little American IPA. They call it little at 6.8%. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Is an evolution in a series that began with a good human and celebrates everything that's uh, at our fingertips. It's kind of hard to read purple on purple, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's at our fingertips to do truly amazing things while leaving the world a better place. So, do you want to be great? It's easy. Just be excellent to each other. Nice. What is the fruit that I'm getting that's at the front of this? Because it is very fruity, but it's not like most of the hazy IPAs I've had seem to lean into the citrusy uh, thing. You, you get either the grapefruit so or the... like mango. Uh, is this mango? Yeah. Yes. I think it is mango. Yes. I was yeah. running through all my <laughs> tropical <laughs> fruits there. Mango, mango is it. Yeah. yeah. It, it is definitely mango forward. No yes. question mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I like it. I think it's delicious. I like uh, it's not sweet and it's not super bitter. Right. No, no. I, and I'm not an IPA guy. And uh, I, you know, the hoppiness of an IPA doesn't doesn't always sit with my mm-hmm. beer palate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got enough other things going on that it, it is a drinkable it drinkable yeah. IPA yeah. for somebody like me. It almost and this this also has the consistency of uh, of uh, uh, 
orange juice with no pulp in it. Yes, <laughs> it, it it has that kind of consistency yeah. and mouthfeel. It's got the mango flavor on the front, and then on the back end, it's got a little of that, almost that baking spice uh, sort of thing, which is not necessarily uncommon in beer, but not real common in an, in an IPA. Right. You'd, this is actually, uh, you know, I, I said it's not that bitter. It's more bitter than I usually like on an IPA. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like it in this IPA. It, it's it's bitter though in a way that reminds me of more like an ESB style bitter, yeah. more more than just that sort of uh, IPA pine coney right, resinous, right. not uh, the resiny kind of bitter. Kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's it's interesting because the mango. This, if you describe this beer to me. I would probably say no thanks. No thanks. You wouldn't but like it. But yeah. trying this beer is kind of a different thing. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty tasty overall. It, it really is. Yeah, it like, really is. The description of this beer: mango with with the bitter, a uh, little bit bitter, but kind of a not resiny bitter. I don't know. It doesn't sound like something that I'd really enjoy, but it 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 definitely. But I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it definitely has the style of they call it an American IPA. Mm-hmm. Some people might call it a West Coast IPA. Um, it has that kind of style in terms of the the bitterness, but it's got that New England IPA sort of juiciness to it. So it's I think that it baking, feels like a hybrid. Maybe that baking spice kind of thing you're talking about is I think that's the malt profile sneaking through on the very end of it. That's maybe I get a little bit of that. Maybe I'm and, misrepresenting. And it's on the retro hail, and it just comes through and kind of smooths out the whole thing. It's interesting because the bitterness mm. on this is a little bit more like the bitterness you get from something that burnt just a little around the edges. But kind of in that good way. It kind of is good. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, uh, if you think of like a creme brulee, the right, best part right. of the creme brulee flavor is that little part. crunchy burnt part on the top. <laughs> right. you know? So yeah, it has a little bit of that kind of uh, vibe to it as well. Um, this is this is a fun beer, I think. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because a fun beer. Because it's not necessarily the first one I'd grab, but it sure would be fun to share with some people and go, "Hey, let's talk about this." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it is as hazy as it gets. I just think most of my buddies, if I brought a beer around that said "Great Human," they would be think I'm trying to overcompensate. So, yeah, I think it's kind of. I like the I like the uh, the picture on the front too, kind of the brain uh-huh. going on. Yeah, I like you their know, idea. And apparently, they had one before that was called uh, what was it called? Good Human, I think human. was was maybe the precursor to this. Right. So, so this is like taking it to the next level, I suppose. So yeah, hey, kudos to you guys at uh, Castle Island. I That's, like it. Thumbs up for Castle Island. That is uh, that is. A I good like beer. this. I like this logo on the back too. Check that out. Yeah, the... That's very cool. cool. Very cool. You know, it's it's getting to the point. There's so many beers out there now, and then so many breweries that are changing up. You know, they're releasing stuff that is only out there for a little while, and then they replace it with the next iteration and stuff. You got to think about the whole process of naming. And coming up with the artwork and what the can's going to look like if it's being put into cans, like it's that's that's got to be getting harder and harder to do because a lot of the good ideas are taken. You know what I mean? I want to point something out here. Yes, sir. Um, we've done this is show number one fifty six. One fifty six, and we try no less than three beers. Usually, yep. Usually in every show, that at is at least four. Three. What did I just say? Uh, Four hundred and sixty eight beers, and that being. That's conservative because we've had beers, we've had shows where we've had more beers. Sure, yeah, um, and we've had some shows that have more whiskeys, but uh, that's that's 468 beers we're try- we've tried so far. We haven't doubled up a whole lot, and we still have plenty of beers to try. Oh, I yeah. love this. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the great things about <laughs> the world right now. And you mentioned earlier that we're kind of in this wonderful cigar time when you can uh-huh. walk into a humidor. 
and probably whatever you grab is going to be pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it really is a good time to be into this and be enjoying this. And hey, we haven't even gotten to the Aaron eighteen uh, year single malt. That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, let's talk a little bit about uh, Cigars for Warriors. We haven't really um, delved as deeply into that uh, today as I'd like to. Um, obviously, I think most people know what you do, which is you send to our servicemen and women who request it mm-hmm. um, care packages, basically, uh, that are cigars that are largely cigars that you go around the country and get other cigar lovers to donate to the cause. Is, am, I, am I saying it right? That is accurate. Okay. We, are, we are the only 501c3 charity mm-hmm. whose sole purpose is to collect and distribute cigars to those service men and women in combat zones mm-hmm. or in long-term deployments in areas where they can't go get a cigar. And we were talking about stress earlier. Oh, the yeah. amount of stress that those service men and women are under has got to be like incomprehensible. To guys like us who are oh, sitting in oh, the air conditioned room talking about absolutely. beers and, and oh, cigars. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I will tell you, the interesting thing is, and we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, the charity was started in 2012, and it mm-hmm. came out of a passion uh, from a group of individuals who had kind of sporadically worked with certain people to do this type of process, but never in a formal mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was driven from the, the idea that, look, we need to be sure to do this in the right way right, and to do it in a way that is going to benefit the intended recipients, uh, those uh, individuals that are out there protecting our freedoms, um, but do it in a way that is organized and official. So in 2012, uh, Operation Cigars for Warriors became a 501c3. And we are a charity, so tax-deductible donations. When you go online and donate to us, it's all tax deductible, just like you're giving to a, a normal charity. Um, we are, as I mentioned before, probably the most politically incorrect charity, but we're still a which charity. Which I love, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now the interesting thing is, which uh, you know the, the listeners may get a kick out of, is there's a watchdog group called GuideStar. You can find them online. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the watchdog group that broke the story about wounded warriors, you know, where they were spending more than they were actually giving to the recipients. That whole story that happened. They were spending more on themselves and their offices. So GuideStar was one of the watchdog groups that kind of broke that whole element. They they kind of keep keep the charities in line. Keep the charities in line. Well, you can apply to be recognized by GuideStar, which is what we have done. And uh, so they check you out. They check us out. And are you uh, above board? Right. And our our running joke is they ask for the underwear size of every board member. I think. (laughs) I mean, we sent them everything, and and it literally is a very and it, as it should be. It's a very cumbersome process. We are a platinum-rated charity Wow! on GuideStar, which I'm means— I'm guessing that's as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. And the only number they could give me is that they told me that one-half of one percent of all charities qualify as gold. And wow. we're the step above that. Wow. wow. This that's is huge, th- man. This is, a, this is a real thing that we right. do— and the interesting thing is, is now that we've hit that one millionth cigar, which mm-hmm. we did in July, uh, we're getting a lot more publicity. I'm getting more corporate people that donate to military charities mm-hmm. where the business owners may not care about the incorrectness of the politics um, that want to support our charity because, A, we're platinum rated, which means we actually spend the money 
on the function of the charity, mm-hmm. and we do. We have to pay to ship the cigars. Right. So you, you we don't actually have just to pay. need cigars. We you have to cash. raise cash, too. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. We spend um, the postal run one rate boxes are what we use to send out the care packages. If you go and look at us up, Operation Cigars for Warriors on Facebook, you see all the pictures we'll post when we're sending out our 50, 75 packages. Well, you figure those things cost, on average, what, 12, 13 bucks to ship? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so we send out 50, 75 at a time, generally two or three times a month. You could start doing the math and figure out how much that cost. And so, you know, that's where we spend the, spend the cash is on those. And we collect the cigars through our donation centers, which are shops that participate with us, mm-hmm. um, that collect ongoing and will ship the cigars to us when they get a full humidor. They'll put them in a box, send them to us. Uh, we also uh, really have a lot of support from uh, the cigar manufacturers. That's so cool. Pre-2017, they used to actually send us cigars. And they can't do that they anymore. They can't do that anymore. The FDA stopped that in 2016. So as of January 2017, we as a charity had to reinvent ourselves. Where are we going to go get the cigars that we send. Mm -hmm. And that is where we double down on our donation centers with local Mm -hmm. cigar shops. Our participation in cigar events. You know, we we are at, uh, here in Houston, Texas Cigar Fest, the Wing Ding. Um, You get uh, out and around globally. All the barn smokers, Drew Estate, uh, has listed Operation Mm -hmm. Cigars Mm -hmm. for Warriors as the charity benefit. Nice. Um, We, uh, I was just at a localized event uh, for the Wooden Indian uh, tobacco shop, which is outside of Philadelphia. Uh, they have their annual event that supports Cigars for Warriors. Very good event. Um, and at these events, the cigars we collect are how we are able now, since the FDA has stopped manufacturers from donating, be able to reach the men and women that request the cigars. Wow. And we hit a million seven years in, 2019 to 2012. That's it great. took us seven years to get to a million. Um, our biggest thing right now is how do we get to a million quicker than the next seven? You know, mm, two million. Gotcha. Right, go, right. go to the additional million. So we're, we're really pushing a lot of things. This weekend is my event that I do every year. Mm-hmm. This will be the sixth year. Um, it's down in the Clear Lake area. Uh, we do a shop event uh, starting at noon at the Smoke Ring in Webster, Texas. Mm-hmm. Great plan. Uh, we went there last year. Yeah. You did. You guys Great were there place. last yep. year. Great event. Um, they set a record last year. They beat their personal best last year. We did over 800 and something cigars just from that day's event plus That's they had awesome. an additional 2200 that they had collected previously so they broke their best event last now, year now let me ask you this question because last year when ian and i came out last year to the smoke ring and um as i recall there were a number of different deals we participated in one ian and i split a box of cigars and it was one of those things where we bought the box of cigars mm-hmm. and we got a bundle mm-hmm. of cigars free with the box mm-hmm. purchase and we then, of course, took the bundle and put it in the donation box. Mm-hmm. Will there be things like that going absolutely, on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, uh, CLE. Makes it really easy it to does. participate, oh, yeah. is what it, I'm it saying. It does. CLE Cigars will be there. Love um, them. And uh, they, they'll yeah, they be. They were there last year. They were there last yeah. year. Uh, they'll be there this year. Cabal Cigars, which is a local Houston mm-hmm. uh, cigar company, uh, will be there. Those will be the two manufacturers this year. But we'll, they'll have deals. And, and the same thing is, is the idea is, you know, promoting collection of cigars. Uh, Christian and uh, Tom Lazuka from CLE are huge supporters of ours. Uh, And even though they can't directly donate, the beautiful thing about this industry, which is why I always use the word family, Mm -hmm. is cigar manufacturers are still tremendous supporters of ours. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to give me 
a pallet load of cigars as they used to, but they do so much more now in other things mm-hmm. to try and help us promote and push this process because they're just like the rest of us. They're just as aggravated at the FDA as we are, obviously. Yes, sure, um, sure. But they, they, they participate with us. But that, that'll be the big event in the afternoon. In the evening at the uh, Warehouse Cigar Club of Texas, which is a private members-only club that I'm a part of, uh, we have a big party that starts at 7 p.m. And as I said, this is the sixth year we've done this. The previous five years, we have collected over 25,000 cigars and over $26,000 in cash at the five years of events that we've done. Now, the way I always like to point that out is you've got a bunch of just people. If you think you can't make a difference, that's 2.5% of the 1 million cigars that we sent out. Think about that. That's 2.5% of 1 million cigars came out of one set of events. Wow. So you can make a difference, and I tell everybody, buy an extra cigar if your shop is a donation center. Buy an extra cigar and drop it in the box. It doesn't mean anything to you financially, but it means the world to that serviceman or woman that's sitting out there in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever. I want to point out here, uh, there's one of our uh, listeners here, Eric Mitchell, put, wow, awesome idea. I went to Desert Storm, and uh, trust me, while I was there, I could think of nothing better than having a cigar other than simply going home, this is a. This mm-hmm. brings up a. Uh, uh, this brings up a discussion on the mentality of, uh, yeah, of course, you know, we send them toothpaste and we send them new underwear and we send them socks and all those other things that that they need, and that's great. But the average uh, Joe over there that opens up a box and sees new socks is not going. Oh wow, that's awesome! We're going to sit around and we're going to just put socks on tonight. <laughs> right. I was. Th- yeah. I, I was thinking. Ian, can you imagine if you and I were in the same tr- uh, same platoon, same same grouping, I, and and we're deployed over there? I can't. But but can you? Uh, I'm following. All right. So stay with me. We're there every day doing our job, mm-hmm. protecting our country. We would be. Risking stepping on an IUD, getting shot at, uh, we'd be in impossible heat and really unfriendly conditions. Can you imagine how great it would be if we were sitting at the end of the day after a tough you know, day out in the sun and Adam comes over and goes, hey guys, the shipment came and we open up the box and there's cigars there that we can smoke. That's that would be Christmas. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because, yeah. like I said, I, I get like uh, the, the charities that are sending the necessities. That is a beautiful thing and wonderful. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. But again, they're not going to sit around and go, "Hey guys, we all got toothpaste. <laughs> right. Let's let's brush our teeth tonight." <laughs> no, I mean, a cigar teeth. for the mental health of someone who wants to sit down and enjoy a cigar. And I'm talking about pure mental health here. This is not. This is that you can say anything yeah. you want about the physical health and anything like that, but the pure mental health of someone oh, yeah. who sits down and goes, you know what, I can make time to have this happen. And you yes. know, uh, there's been studies shown about like when people go on vacation, they love the planning process as much or more than the actual vacation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know That's what? Right. Let's say you're a soldier and someone gives you a cigar, and you're going to hang on to that because you don't have today off. But you know what? In two nights, you have that off, and you're sitting there thinking about. How awesome that's awesome going to be. That is mental health right there. Absolutely. That's I can you- tell you just some days just doing a normal job. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I got to finish this. I got to finish this. I got to go do that. But when I'm done tonight, I'm going to sit down and smoke something that I really like. Just that can get you through the day. Yes. I can't even imagine how much more that would be magnified right. oh, yeah. and in, in a that place, situation. In a place where you can't get them. Right. You know, like there's. 
I, that, I just think that's a beautiful thing. Now, I also wanted to bring you back to this uh, one millionth cigar. You have some uh, interesting news about that. I one do, I do. Cigar. So, so basically, what we we've been, you know, we were pushing as a goal by the end of July to, of this year to be at our one millionth. Okay, one cigar. millionth, yes. And uh, ver- very fortunate, we we had so many people that supported us and helped us through that uh, that we were able to make it. And uh, we had an individual that had donated, uh, if you're, you know, the the A, the mm-hmm. Drew Estate A, you know, yes. which is that long, uh-huh. slender cigar, right, right, right. an event only cigar, not very widely distributed. Mm-mm. So it was it was provided to us, um, and uh, that was the one millionth cigar. So we had included it randomly in a box that right. was going to be in the shipment for our one millionth mm-hmm. cigar. So that cigar was number one. That was million. that was that was the one we designated as one million. Okay, uh, because the way it works is I'm sending out 75 care packages. You know the one millionth one is in there. You just the yeah, yeah. So yeah. you make that so your million. That's so, it, and, right. and that's, that's it. So as we do it, then randomly, what happens is uh, Robert Allen, who is our COO, who handles this stuff. Uh, as a tremendous volunteer of ours and packages them up and gets them ready to go. Um, randomly just, you know, labels the boxes. So we don't really know Which who's going to get this, yeah, right? Right, right? And and on, on the certificate we provided, and I think we gave Adam a, a photo of it that he could use, but the, the interesting thing is that we put this little nice certificate that said one million, you know, this is the one million cigar. Please provide us with photographs because we'd like to promote that you received the one million cigar. Well, <laughs> the what came with this post was a somewhat of an apology because they said because of our mission we are not really allowed to post a lot of photos wow in public space of where we are but we wanted to tell you how much we appreciated right the 1 millionth cigar and they sent us uh which uh, those of you on the on the live feed should be able to see they, this yeah, photograph this, of yes. the 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 package and the the right, information right, uh, all right. the material they got and i found it Really funny because that right there is quintessential to what we do. Yeah. Right. This is a, somebody that obviously is in a service area where they're under a great deal of stress because if you can't publicize where you are, can't talk can't, about you're it. in can't danger. Tell your family where you are. No, yeah. you do that. Right, right. You're in a dangerous place. You're in a dangerous place. And you were able to request and be provided cigars from a charity that cigar lovers in this country provided cigars to to be able to send them to you. And that so right awesome. there tells the story. Trey, if someone is listening to the show, they're not in the Houston area or can't come to the event this weekend, how can I, if I'm in Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia or Los Angeles, how can I get involved and, and participate in this? Well, I, I will tell you that it's uh, cigarsforwarriors.org is the website. Okay. Um, I will tell you that as an all-volunteer organization, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's very difficult to run a very high-end website of course See, it looks really good but there are certain <laughs> certain elements of it that, are, that we're working on um but again you know we don't sp- just willy-nilly spend money on a bunch of things so you right. know uh, we're working on improving the website but you can go there the main point is i always tell everybody go to the if you're on facebook because most people are go to look up operations warriors. uh cigars for warriors operation cigars for warriors on the on the facebook you uh, on facebook not the facebook sorry on Facebook, and what you're going to find is you're going to find uh, the pictures uh, and and uh, links to where you can actually donate. Mm-hmm. But we would love to have anybody join us and participate with cash donations. There's an address on the website uh, and on the Facebook page where you can ship your cigars. Uh, like I said, they go to Robert Allen, 
uh, who who runs the distribution center for us. Um, he runs an entire operation where he'll even make sure if the cigars are you know a little off, he'll recondition them and and do the process of nursing them back to health. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bovida, who has been a corporate yes, sponsor of ours right, yeah. since before we were officially a five hundred one c three, they have been a corporate sponsor. They give us. Humipacks that go in every single package that goes away. So So I always tell everybody, you know, the the, the industry supports us. Mm -hmm. Support the industry. That's awesome. And, um, you know, this is is not something that that runs itself. So if I'm really interested... Can I become one of you? Can I help Absolutely. help put these events on? Can I do this? You bet. So we have a, a, a very very large list of things we, we need help things with. Things you need to do. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. it is an all-volunteer organization. I am fortunate enough, I sit on the board of directors. I'm the vice chairman of business relations. Um, but we, we have a group that are called event coordinators. Mm-hmm. And the event coordinators are, um, if you remember John and Geraldine Bradford, you met at the event yes. at the Smoke Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're event coordinators here in the city of Houston. We have many, many, many around the country. Um, and they are the ones that help us work and liaison with the local cigar shops mm-hmm. and or with the festivals and, and you know, being participating in those types of events. We also have uh, social media teams and we mm-hmm. have marketing teams. So it will help out in other ways. Absolutely. Right? If if you have any kind of a passion to do something, uh, we can find a place for you. And you did mention this, but I want to hit it again. You're a fully certified 501c3. It's 501c3. Tax deductible. Tax deductible all, donations. Yep. Everything, your, your everything cigar, is on the up and up. Everything's on the up and up. And I will tell everybody, your cigar donations. When when you buy cigars, if you buy cigars to donate, that's an in-kind donation. That is tax deductible as well. Nice. And so it, it's one... Look, we, we're we just a, a group of, you know, simple, everyday people that have a passion to support our military. And if we can do it, anybody can do it. Trust me. Uh, you know, it, you, you don't have to be, a, you know, a, a genius to do what we do. But it, it's one of those things where everybody can do their part. Right. And we just really would love for everybody to be involved. If you are in the Houston area, uh, you, can, you can come down to uh, the Smoke Ring in Webster or to uh, – Seabrook, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 4th Street, 2014 4th Street in Seabrook. You'll drive up to my building and you'll go, this looks dilapidated. And I'll go, yes, it is. But that's <laughs> but where the party inside, is. But we're inside smoking. Come that's on it. and join <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ian, I'm going to hand you this just so you can uh, show that to the uh, camera and and try not to just put it in your bag the and The question leave. is, do you yeah. think you're going to get it back? Yeah, that's exactly uh, the question. <laughs> uh, this is what we'll be assembling in our next segment. We are going to take a quick break, but this is the Aran 18-year single malt, and uh, we'll be looking forward to trying that next on Smoking and Toasting. I haven't seen you grin that big in a long time. It's smoking and toasting. We are bringing you show number 156, uh, doing a little bit of a cigar legal update and talking cigars for warriors with our uh, guest and good friend Trey Boring from Cigar Rights of America and Cigars for Warriors. Uh, we are brought to you by the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Uh, before we uh, get to the Aran, or you can go ahead and pour if you want, I guess, Ian. Uh, ooh, see? 
See how, see how wonderful that sound is? <laughs> that it's is just, wonderful. It's a sound that speaks of things to come. That's what I like about it. Uh, a very excited. You know, it'd be easy to accuse me, and you'd be right, of being a bit of a fanboy for AJ Fernandez uh, I've, I've cigars. Noticed this I've, I've, you know, I've, I've been, I've been fairly vocal. But I will tell you that uh, there's another cigar line that I'm a pretty big fanboy of too, and it's the Casada Oktoberfest cigars. So I was thrilled to see that the Oktoberfest, which was first released in 2009, but had not been around uh, since 2017. Uh, the line that pays tribute to Oktoberfest beers that start about this time of the year, uh, it's it's coming back. In fact, it's shipping now, so this thing will be showing up in cigar stores. So the stores 2016 was the soon. blue label, right? And uh, the 20, the 2017 was the white label. 17 yeah. was the white yeah. label, and and I boy, those blue label, those um, I snapped them up every time I saw them. Man, they're just so good. I like. They had a real particular uh, size of it too. It was a real fat kind of look. Was like it a, the, It looked like a. Was it the Kaiser Ludwig or was it the Uber? The Uber. Yeah. Love that the one. Uber. So they come in the Bavarian, the Uber, the Das Boot, which I really like, which is the uh, box press one. Right. Uh, the Kaiser Ludwig and the Kugel, which sounds like, uh, I don't know, that sounds like, oh, I'm thinking Kegel. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Of. I was like, I was going to say, it sounds like something that I don't know. About, where you I don't know if it, we, I don't know if it's really where we want to go with our cigar, uh, unless we're Bill Clinton. But uh, but it's a uh, uh, yeah, Kugel. Okay, a Kugel. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, so a Kugel is like a, a, a Jewish uh, uh, noodle dish. I didn't know that, but I think it's spelled differently than yeah, that. Yeah, so ger- yeah. So this is a German. Uh, uh, something of German descent. I don't know where it comes from, but anyway, these are all German names because Oktoberfest is a German. So, right. uh, so if if you were a really big fan of the blue labels, I should not tell <laughs> you that about a year and a half ago, I went into a cigar shop in a small town in the Midwest, and I found two boxes of the box press, Ooh. and the guy goes, "Yeah, I can't sell these," and <laughs> I like, said, "You can today." <laughs> I said, "Okay, well, do you have a deal on them?" He said, "Forty off." I went, "Forty percent oh. off." You got it. I'll take them. Noted, yeah. I and 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 now I would love to tell you I still had some and I would give you one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on Saturday if you come down and see me. But I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good cigars. Uh, we were uh, we were talking just real quickly. We were talking uh, during the break, um, and you know, you uh, Trey, obviously we've supported everything you're a part of, Cigar Rights of America and Operation Cigars for Warriors, uh, and. Um, we appreciate how you've supported the show and supported the Whiskey Sniff, and I know you're already coming to the Whiskey Sniff, but we just wanted to make it official. Trey will be there, and he'll have a bag with him. And if at the Whiskey Sniff you're attending, which is coming up in November, um, if you're attending and you would like to put cigars in Trey's bag, I can guarantee you they will make it to uh, the front somewhere. They'll be sent out as uh, cigars from That's Cigars awesome. for Warriors. So if you want to buy some, bring some with you. You want to put some uh, cigars, you know, some of the leftover cigars from your goodie bag that you'll get, you want to put them in there. This it's paying it forward, and uh, absolutely, and you guys are platinum rated, so I can tell you the cigars will go where they're yes, supposed to go. They will, yeah, which is which is an awesome thing. So, Ian, you've been sitting over there grinning since the segment began. Uh, the and I haven't Aran, even tried it yet. The Aran, eighteen-year-old uh, uh, single malt. So there's only one distillery on this particular uh, Scottish island, and it is the Aran uh, Distillery, and they are. Uh, uh, you'll notice if you walk into Specs or your favorite liquor store, there's a number of different expressions from these guys. Mm-hmm. But this is the eighteen-year, and, um, uh, and I it, haven't had this one. before. It came highly recommended, so I'm. Uh, 
I'm kind of excited, and I'm loving the nose on this. Oh, that's, I, I just want to stick my nose in here and breathe for a little bit. <laughs> it yeah. is just a wonderful thing. It's, this is so ridiculously smooth. And keep in mind, uh, for those of you who aren't watching this, we're actually drinking it neat. No water, no anything. Just uh, Neat in a plastic cup. Neat in a plastic cup here. It is so incredibly smooth. So it's... And, I'm sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Please finish. Um, the caramel notes on this. Yeah. Like the first off, that's the first thing you smell when I opened the bottle. It was like whoosh, like caramel, um, uh, big time on it. The uh, the oak notes on this, it has mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. that. It has that sherry kind of finish to it, it and has, it has that wonderful minerality that that yes. is is a part. It's it's not exclusive to Scotch. But it sure is a prominent thing. That aftertaste some of the you get when you when you try a really good mineral water, mm-hmm, that aftertaste mm-hmm. you get, yeah, it has definitely that. But it's mingling with that again. You cannot get away from the. Caramel and this is on slightly this. overproof too. This is a forty six percent. Yes. So uh, that's a that's a little bit bigger. It says the Aaron is uh, the Aran. What, what do we say it was? Aran. 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 Eighteen year old is a wonderfully balanced expression of the. Um, Say it again. Aran. Aran. Gotcha. I keep Arun. putting the emphasis on rhymes the wrong with, syllable. <laughs> rhymes, uh, rhy- R rhymes with car. Aran. Aran malt, uh, which uh, displays a tremendous depth of character of our distillery. Uh, caramelized citrus and tropical notes on a background of toasted oak. Yeah, you get that oak comes through huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Create an intense, well-rounded dram with a charm and personality. We're the only distillery in the Isle of... Um, are an, uh, and a proudly independent Scotch, uh, Scottish company. Nice. Yeah, it is really nice. Trey, what it's are really your thoughts the, on the, the, fruity on the notes on it? Are so good. Well, you know, to me, it's the, what powers through for me is that that wonderful caramel essence that you get, mm-hmm. and then that oak finish, which for me, you know, I, I, I tend, tend to be you know much more of a Highland Scotch person, and mm-hmm. in my preference, so some of the Island Scotches. You know, can be a little too be a little too too much. Yeah, this has enough. I think everybody calls it peatiness. I always think it's that oak and that you know that back burn, but it's got mm-hmm. a little bit of that oak in it that sets it apart from a Highland style. Mm-hmm. But that caramel is what I mean. That just that it, it literally I, at first when I'm smelling it, it smells like your mom's making homemade caramel on the yeah, stove. It's- yeah. I think it's a so more huge. it's a more prominent caramel than I've had other than maybe on a in a bourbon. Yeah. You know? The fruity notes really come in on the retro hail. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. like just just a nice, mm-hmm. nice light breath out of the nose after a sip and they just come through really, really, really interesting. I the citrus that they talk about in there is an interesting yeah, I didn't get that as a note, but that uh, could just be my palate. I'm getting more like dried red fruit type yeah. uh, type yeah. fruit notes, but they got. Uh, but the but the finish on this is just there's so much. Uh, what I get on the uh, on the uh, retro hills is like pear or apricot yes, kind yes. of like those kind of things. What's wonderful yeah. about a, a whiskey this complex is that you can sit here and talk about. Yeah, I got a little bit of this, and you go. Yeah, I th- there's so much in there. Yeah, it's like unpacking is it is unpacking it is a lot of fun. We're also not you know? talking about the incredible obvious uh, malt. Oh yeah, uh, that this tastes like this. I mean, this is a mouthful of malt right well, here. Well, generally, yeah. the more 
caramel-ish mm-hmm. uh, something is, the more you the more you kind of attribute that to the malty uh, nature of it. But yes, it, it's it's kind of a malt bomb. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. a malt bomb. Well, it's, uh, interestingly enough, it's not a chocolatey malt bomb, because a mm-hmm. lot of times when you get malt bombs, they tend towards the chocolatey side. This and definitely... chocolate and malt are different. If you've ever had a right. real actual malt-like shake, right. it's not chocolate, This it's is malt. malt and caramel, right. not malt and chocolate. Right, right. right. Yeah. And and malt is just such an interesting flavor, but yeah, you'd almost have to bite into one of those little balls of of malt that was in your shake that didn't they didn't get completely in, you know, dissolved. To yes. get this kind that of was my that was my favorite back in the old school days. <laughs> right, used to get yes. real malted shakes. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, it's it's interesting. Uh, this is so so good and so so incredibly smooth. Like the the heat doesn't even like you get this whiskey hug that comes. Way after the fact. Yes, way, way, way after, after the, the fact. fact. And just like this. But you're right. Initially, it's so smooth, you're almost like, really? Is it yeah. this smooth? And then you do get a little of that whiskey hug that comes back. Can you imagine end, this offering a with little one heat. of those Oktoberfest cigars? Oh, dude. And sitting out on the porch with a little patio heater right behind you in the winter. Uh, like that. Is I'm just, loving this well, whole idea. I, I tell you, what I'm getting out of it is, and, and I, I'm a very much not a professional pairer of drinks, but I know what I like to drink with my cigars, right? And I am, you know, the uh, the Undercrown Shade. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. I, I'm it's not... Great cigar. And I'm not a milder, medium, I, I like stronger cigars. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to drink that, or smoke that when I'm drinking coffee. Because I usually drink yeah. very nice coffee and usually strong and nothing in it. This right here, I am the whole time I'm drinking this, I am literally getting the shade I smoked this morning back on my tongue. Oh wow! I think that would just for my palate, yeah, that would absolutely. be the, a perfect cigar. Absolutely nice. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to say that because of the the prominence of the caramel um, and maltiness. I think this would actually go with a lot of different cigars. Oh, well, I would you pair know? this like it's funny that you have that. Okay, I'm, I'm tasting this, and I immediately think of this cigar. Like I would pair this with a, a Christoph Maduro right off the nice, right off yeah, the top of my nice. head. I mean, that would be because they're so chocolatey and mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. a lot of those things going on. Only if we could drink the bottle, smoke the cigar with Glenn Case from Christoph right there with us. That would be pretty that would awesome. be that would be pretty awesome. That'd be good stuff. <laughs> he has good stories. I love it. I love nice. it. So does Matt Booth, by the way. Apparently. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> ask just that ask. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> just ask him. All right, this is wonderful. We're going to continue to nurse this for a moment, but we're going to take a break because when we come back, uh, our final tasting of the day: Cycle Brewing's Bourbon Barrel Aged Baltic Porter. So I'm really, I'm really psyched about this. This that is, sounds uh, exciting, and it sounds like a perfect place to go. That makes after me want to dance a little bit in my yeah. chair, and I think you should. So, <laughs> uh, so as the music comes up, maybe and you can just. Uh, it's not know. because we've had beers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh man, where's, too bad. where's the Nick Jonas? Music? It's too bad it's not Nick Jonas. I was just about to say that's a totally different dance than this one. I'm with Nick, and we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm with Nick. That's a shirt. Yeah. Make it a shirt. I'm with Nick. On the beach in Hawaii. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting, and we are thrilled to be bringing you show number 156. And apologize, by the way, for not being here last week. We we like to be dependable. You know, I was here. As de- well, I wasn't here at you one. Were almost. Here. I actually. So so funny story about not being here at one. At one, uh, at at noon, they let my wife out of uh, work because she was like, well. 
you know, it's flooding in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I need to get there. And so I was on the phone with her the whole time. Of course, she's nervous driving. Yeah, well, she was has terrible. her Bluetooth earpiece, so it's not like she was holding the phone against her head. And I was on the phone with her the whole time, and I was telling her which way to come in, and she did. But there were a couple of parts where, like, I had come through the same way, but the water wasn't up high uh, at mm-hmm. that point in time. So I had to kind of navigate her through, and the closest she could get was the freeway by the house. Um, so we had to park the car up by the freeway and walk through waist deep water to get her home. Wow. I, I walked the, out. I walked yeah. out to get her and brought her a poncho and uh, and her water shoes because so she didn't have to try to walk through you know all that water with high heels. <laughs> so. I was watching um, some stuff on uh, on on TV about uh, some of the people in Winnie. Yeah. Uh, Winnie, Texas, yeah. is kind of between Houston yeah. and Beaumont. Um, and it's, uh, it, I mean, it was a really sad story because these people had basically lost their home during Harvey yep. to flooding, and then they finally got it repaired, and now they were completely flooded out again. And it made me think, you know, if you live in Miami or along the Florida coast, or quite frankly, even in Galveston, uh, and the hurricane or the floods come along and they wipe out your house, and you rebuild, you know, at least you live on the ocean. You live on the you water. You expect it to some degree. If you're these poor people that I was seeing, you get wiped out the second time, you still live in Winnie. Yeah. That can't be good. Yeah, I mean, and you good. don't expect in Winnie to get flooded right, out either. Right. It's not like you're somewhere that, right. you know, you're not you, right You don't have the- an ocean view. You don't have like, yeah, but you know what? It was tough and all that, but at least we get to watch the sunset over the ocean. No, right. that doesn't happen. Mm-mm. Uh, it's tough. It's that's, tough. Yeah, it's horrible. All right, we're going to uh, drown our uh, sorrows here in a little bit of barley wine. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, not barley wine. We were talking barley wine during the break. Barrel-aged so Baltic it's Porter. Barrel-aged Baltic Porter. While Ian awesome. is uh, pouring this, oh, i got to this, By the way, this smells absolutely amazing. And the bottle, I forgot to show the bottle. The bottle yes. is, it doesn't have much uh, information on it. No, you're right. Cycle it. brewing, but it but it doesn't, doesn't tell us a whole lot, does it? Very artsy bottle. Very artsy. I mm-hmm. like it. Yep, it absolutely is. And uh, it's like blue and white and gray uh, Christmas trees. And you know, we haven't actually done a porter in a little while here on the show, so I'm excited about not uh, since you banned me from bringing beer. <laughs> you're not banned. You're Sad just Ian. you're just uh, you're just you know. <laughs> We got to balance you out, brother. That's a, that's oh, all. I'm know, oh my gosh! Uh, it comes so, out. <laughs> it comes out like motor oil. I'm pour, yeah, I'm pouring <laughs> the next one in front of the camera. All uh, right. Yeah. Very good. While he's doing that, I will just mention we were going to talk Watch today. This. It was in the original plan today to talk about um, uh, the rules for drinking bourbon. I think we're definitely going to postpone that to the next week's show because we've had a lot going on here with uh, uh, you know with rules and regulations of uh, of a of a legal type and. Trey walking us through oh. all of that, and now we're drinking motor oil. I, just I mean, moved uh, your camera. Uh, uh, Sorry porter. about that. So, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. It was just the one on you. So, <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was yours. You okay. think it was an accident? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about cycle brewing, but I know I have respect uh, for what they've done in the past, and, and I, I say in the past, I have respect for what I've known of them. Up un- until this time, and they're like so many of the breweries that are out there that you know you read a little bit about them. If you get to try one of their beers, you feel like you're a little bit lucky. If you're not in their part of the country, and these guys are, um, I'm trying to remember now where they're from. I usually make notes on this, and for some reason I left that one off. So well, I could probably read. Uh, it. I bet it's on the bottle. Yeah, they're from Florida. They they are from Florida. Thank Saint you, St. Petersburg, Florida. St. Petersburg. Okay, so so they're uh, they're relatively close to my buddy Dave. I bet yeah. he's tried a few of these. But, yeah, they uh, they don't have a lot of information on this at all. It just says no, it, brewed it's, and bottled by Cycling Brewing. Um, 
That's a weird, a weird mm. aroma. It says, uh, drink fresh, yes, do is. not age, which is uh, okay. It's mm-hmm. barrel aged, but drink it fresh. Product of the USA, one pint, 16 fluid ounces. Uh, there's no other information on this. Well, it's a Baltic Porter. So now we're going to play the game called Guess the ABV. Okay. So, and, which I don't know unless we look it up. If only there was a device. I know. If only we could go online somehow and uh, and try to figure it out. So I'll do that while you guys That's weird. give me your initial impressions of oh, the uh, fig bourbon what it is. barrel-aged okay, Baltic Porter. So. That tastes like, uh, you know, when you eat those Fig Newtons and they're a little bit stale? That's when they're the most delicious. Oh, That's so you like them that way. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, but when you said that, I am probably one of the only ones that went, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Is that weird? I t- <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> See, I'm getting it's, – it's Yeah, when they're, when they're just a little bit stale and the, and the little crumbly stuff on the outside just a little on the soft side um, – this is. I'm getting a little more pruny flavor. Yeah, uh, so I can go with that. This this is very dark fruit. Let's yes. just uh, go oh, ahead yeah, and yeah, say yeah, that yeah. it's very dark fruit. Uh, untapped lists uh, this as 10% ABV. Yeah, and they also gave it a, uh, oh. a 4.32 out of five. So that's the a retro hail. That's on a this pretty good thing so on good. Uh, on Untapped. So, mm. oh, mm-hmm. it is a it is a dark chocolate. Bomb on the retro hail, like it yeah. is. It sure is. You don't get that up front no. at all, but boy, is it on the finish on the retro hail. No, and once you taste it, it cannot be untasted. That's no, it is. It <laughs> and is that's there. a good thing, by the way. <laughs> There's yeah. there might even be um almost a dark cherry tartness uh, mm-hmm. in the back of mm-hmm. it too. This is this is I totally very get that. complex. You do get that sort of pruny uh, flavor, but then there's a tartness that's that you don't usually get with that flavor. That's more like a dark cherry. And then on the exhale, the sort of coffee and chocolate on the mm. exhale. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the 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 dark dark chocolate, I mean it is it is it's a bitter dark chocolate in such a good way. Mm. Mm. Like, you know, you know when you when you like the uh the Hershey special dark, but you want to try something a little bit darker so you get those Seventy percent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like I love this, those. and it leaves your mouth a little dry feeling. Oh, this, yeah. this also does that's, that. Oh yeah, which is weird for how sweet it presents itself up front. Oh no, it's. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. You, you, I think for my palate, you explained it perfectly. It's very pruny that I get on the front end. Mm-hmm. So you get that little pruny sweetness with the little, little bit of tart, funky mm-hmm. pruny flavor. Mm-hmm. You get that tartness on the back of your tongue as mm-hmm. you as you finish swallowing it, and then the retrohale is. Very fine, seventy percent cacao yeah. dark chocolate. I mean, yeah. that's what I it's, get. It's very much. So very much, this is delicious. I want to point out part of why I love doing this so much and why I find all of this so fun. And when I by this, I mean the whole concept of getting together with friends, tasting different beers and spirits, talking about what you're finding. Guys, I'm going to challenge you to go back after you've got this on your palate. Go back to the Aran. I drank all my iron. Well, we can fix <laughs> we got a whole bottle of that there, buddy. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, it it becomes a different, a, a totally different experience, or at least it does to me, uh, than what we had before well, we tasted the Well, considering the flavors. That it's almost like it's a completely different considering whiskey. Considering the That's, flavors that we talked about earlier, wow. I can't imagine it not going well with it. What do you think? I haven't tried it yet. No, it's it's great, but it's, it is a completely different experience. With the whiskey after you've had the beer, 
Like oh, wow. it almost, almost didn't That's taste unusual. like it's from the same distillery or no, anything. You know? it, it's it's a whole different profile to that whiskey. It's so interesting because like it's it's funny how your palate will take different things. Like after a few sips of this um, of this Baltic porter, you got so much sweetness and so much of that richness in your mouth. When you taste this, it buries a lot of the caramel. Mm-hmm. But it brings out a lot of the malt yeah. and the, the, malt, and the yes. mineral and the minerality Agreed. in it, and um, the so, minerality gets even better, I think. So at nine percent on the beer, and mm-hmm. this was a, a 46%. fairly yeah forty six percent, you know, on the scotch. If if I drink it makes a hell of a boilermaker. Oh, I'm thinking if I drink the Aaron <laughs> with the beer, I might just need you know couple of glasses of each and i'm good oh yeah, yeah. that's your night <laughs> real good that's my night <laughs> that's your night now real my good. problem is i'll be telling all my buddies what i think about them and that's usually not well, good the easiest but, thing, you know. no no you only need one beer look guys i'm just having one <laughs> <laughs> well but but you know again I, I just go back to it that to me is what makes this if i can call it a hobby mm-hmm. so enjoyable it's a lifestyle the, uh, yes it, the ability to go through these things and, and just like enjoy tasting this and going, what do you get? I'm getting this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. And then you, like, are trying how it affects something else, whether it's pairing, you know, the porter with uh, the single malt or whether it's pairing either one of them with a cigar or uh, or however it works. And with, You know, I continue to think that, you know, even as the world seems to be swirling out there trying to get us to stop doing all of this for our own good, damn it, um, we, are, we are entering a time where I think – the whole concept of pairings, whether it's with food right. or with cigars, mm-hmm. I just think this is where this whole thing is is just sort of naturally leading. It's what the whiskey sniffs all about. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about pairing. I think that's I think that's what people want to know because that's where you take your enjoyment of this yes. and you really begin to ramp it up a little bit by pairing it with something else and the two of them being greater than the sum of their parts. And it's well, funny how they interact like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, th- I think if you look at what made this country great was the fact that you had people of different backgrounds, people of different cultures, mm-hmm. came together and created a country. And it's that sort of pairing, if you will, mm-hmm. of different elements of people's lives that have always made us a, a great country. And I, I find it when you sit in a cigar lounge, think about it. You could sit there and uh, the bank president's on your right. The local lawn guy or the local plumber or the local electrician's on your left, mm-hmm. and the great equalizer is that cigar. And it's Absolutely. the pairing of, of those individuals in a room that draw us back to smoking cigars more so than any addiction to a nicotine fix. I believe that wholeheartedly. It's, it's, it's this. And when you look at things like this, taking beer, whiskey, cigars, bringing them together— when you do it in the lifestyle that we're all promoting here, you're doing it generally with a cigar a lot of times with your buddies. But what we're doing is we're actually pairing people together. And that, to me, is what it's all about. That's where the relaxation comes in. You do realize the cigars brought us together. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. That's right. And here's I, a question. What's better for your health? Do you take every health benefit or deficit from what cigars are, what's better for your health? S- going home and sitting around and worrying about what the hell everyone else is doing, mm-hmm. or sitting down and having a cigar. Yeah, I still remember when uh, my wife, who had known Ian for 
a number of years longer than I than I have. Uh, when she said, "Hey, you know, there's this friend of mine. I think I, I think you really would like to meet him." And I'm like, "Oh boy, you know, here we go. It's another person." Uh, she uh, so kind of felt the same way. I I think you'll like him. She says, "He loves cigars." Okay, like We're in. instantly. Oh no, that automatically I, makes it instantly, better. Instantly, I knew we'd have something to talk about, right? If he was just completely opposite of me in every way, we had a common denominator that we could enjoy talking about. Well, your wife brought us together. That's right. I remember. Uh, she that. has a friend that uh, is a gentleman I went to high school with, and he was like working at uh, working a, at one uh, of the uh, offices, uh, doctor's offices, or yeah, something. That she right. yes, he was working as a nurse at the right. doctor's yeah, office. Exactly. He was like, oh, you have to meet Drew have, Horn. Oh. It's what she said. Oh, your husband does a cigar show. You need to know my buddy Trey. And it's it's really funny how this evil <laughs> of tobacco builds more fellowship. Well, which look, is, look lifestyle. We that's what that's together. why I always call mm-hmm. it lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle indeed. And you know what? I think that is as good a place as any to end the show. But I wanna I wanna just uh, circle back one more time and tell you, Trey, how much we support everything that you're involved in. Cigarrightsofamerica.org? Dot .org, yeah. Right. Cigarrights.org is Cigarrights. that. Cigarrights.org. Be involved. Yeah, please do. I mean, I, be I'm involved. just as as much as I want to encourage you to be involved in Cigars for Warriors, don't forget if you're a cigar lover, don't forget about uh Cigar Rights because this is this organization does there there are huge lobbying organizations that are marshalling their efforts to go against your right to smoke a cigar. What do we have on on our side? We have Cigar Rights of America. Yes, and and these people are uh, they're they're really really good at it. But they need our support too. Talk about it in your shops too. This is yeah. this is literally the most political show I think we've had. But uh, it's important. Talk about though, it. You know? Talk about it in your shops too. Tell people about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. These Grassroots things. politics change things. Yes. And as a member driven organization. Uh, cigar Rights of America is the grassroots element of right. the cigar industry. There right. are, Just like the NRA is for gun rights, right. CRA is for your, your, your cigars. Uh, there right. are so many people in your cigar shop that go in there to enjoy a cigar, and this, this whole side of it isn't even on their radar. Right. Right. And that's okay. But, but if you yeah. make them aware, and you make them aware that this can get taken away at some absolutely point, yeah you know and it's not a scare tactic i'm not trying to be that guy but you know if you make people aware that they can be involved a lot of people will but yeah. support the people that are working on our behalf yeah. that's right. all i'm trying to say because the other side has got tons of support yeah. yes you know uh and support operation cigars for warriors i can't think of a more noble. one millionth cigar yeah that that's so, so awesome. awesome well help us get to two million <laughs> yeah, let's kick jo- it to join two. us uh, again cigarsforwarriors.org is mm-hmm. is that one um you can find us on facebook as well operation cigars for warriors in fact mm-hmm. uh i want to welcome my cigars for warriors family because my folks at the charity shared our Facebook live feed for nice. us. Awesome guys! Uh, Thank onto you. the web page. So thank you guys uh, again. It's you know, join us. Help us support the military. Absolutely. I mean, these these folks are out there defending our freedoms, and they're under attack because people want to prevent us from being able to send them a cigar they ask for. That's crazy. And and it's just you know, look, you want to get involved in something. This is a great thing to get involved in. Uh, most, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I want to be last word here. All right, I was just going to say most political show we've ever done, and this would be the first time we've said the words impeachment or Mueller. So uh, <laughs> you got to love it. You got to love it. We managed to dodge all of that 
and do a, a political Cheers, show. guys. If you like the content we're bringing you, please hit like, share our content, share our content on Facebook, go on, uh, if you missed any part of our show, go on YouTube. Be part of our YouTube channel, hit the little bell, it'll tell you mm -hmm. uh, whenever we have new stuff posted up there, so if you miss part of the show, if you're at work, some of you people are at work all the time. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do that. <laughs> Hit like, subscribe to our channel. Uh, it only gets better from here. And the more people that get out there and do that, uh, the better off we are as far as getting the word out, as far as bringing you content that you like, uh, talking about beers, or just laughing at us any Absolutely. way you want to do it. You, we, we welcome all. And thanks to Adam on the Wheels of Steel, who, by the way, was the only one of us who made it to the office last week during the floods. <laughs> have, a, uh, have a great <laughs> yeah. week, my friends. Trey, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>